Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron, Season 2, Episode 8. Today's episode is really, really fun. We're going to be exploring dreams and we're going to touch on some things again like sleep paralysis and just kind of wrap our heads around, you know, what is dreaming? Why do we dream? And what are some symbolism and meanings that can be interpreted from our dreams? Yes. And we picked a good week to do this. I know for me this week, I have been sleeping a lot, a lot, like clocking in really, really heavy hours. Like there's been, I went to sleep last night at eight and woke up today at 6am. So it's been, wow. (laughs) Yes. Yes. More sleep than I think anybody needs. (laughs) But, but I mean, clearly I did need it. And I've been talking with other friends and they're having a very similar experience this week. We are not yet moved into Pisces. This episode will air when we're already in the season but as of right now we're just slowly creeping up on it but yeah not only have I been sleeping more but my dreams have been intense really intense yeah I I've had a few pretty vivid dreams myself um I would say they've slightly ticked up in the amount here lately um but not to an extreme for me, but I definitely have been sleeping more <laughs> um, for a couple of weeks now, actually, and just kind of rolling with it. Cause yeah, I don't, there's some time, some like parts of the year where I can sleep like five, six hours would be fine. Lately it's been like seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, yeah. but let's roll right into what dreams really are. Yes. Now, one of the cool things about dreams or something that I have found most amusing about this is that while we know what dreams are, we don't know why we dream and we don't know why we dream what we dream. This is still inconclusive. Like there's there's been theories, of course, you know, we've got Freud who believed that, you know, when we were dreaming, we were working through the mechanics of our day. Like this was sort of a a filtering of all the happenings that occur, you know, throughout our life and throughout our day. And then, of course, we have Carl Jung. He, his work has influenced a lot of modern psychology as well as modern spirituality. He is the person who came up with the, with the archetypes, um, And he also had uh, some input as far as what dreams are. Now for him, he attributed them to being a part of the collective unconscious. That's another thing I forgot to mention that Carl Jung created was this idea of the collective unconscious that we were all connected through this. Yeah, Carl Jung really did kind of bring dreams to the forefront of reality and society and what was it like the 80s 70s 80s i know something like that i don't know the time frame but before that people really didn't think that much about dreams 
And so there's been a lot of progression pretty quickly in terms of dream research and, and that sort of thing. And yeah, there's still a lot we really don't know because it's not like we can pop in our own minds, you know, and, and answer these questions. It's, it is all just still theoretical and there are quite a few different ones, but you know, dreams are the imagery that we experience in our mind. Now it can just be visual, but oftentimes it can involve all the senses as well. Um, fun fact, blind people tend to dream with all of their senses, whereas those of us who can see, um, sometimes it's more just visual. Now I can say from experience that I have been able to touch things and smell things in dreams before. Um, I definitely have sight and sound. Those two, I think kind of go hand in hand. Um, but I don't always smell things or have the ability to touch things. I have never considered this, but yeah, like thinking back, our sense of smell, not really present for me in dreams. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if I've ever eaten anything in my dream. I'm sure I have, but, but nothing's coming to mind right now. So, so I'm not sure for taste. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten anything in a dream either. Not least that I can recall, you know, right now. Um, but another cool thing is that a lot of people dream in color, but some people only dream in black and white. And again, this isn't really known why. Um, it's just a thing. Now, I will say I've definitely had more monotone kind of dreams before, um, but most of mine are full color. It sort of alternates for me. Uh, it really depends on the week. So a lot of the times, they, they won't be very vivid. There won't be a lot of color, but particularly this week, you know, and probably because I'm clocking such long hours sleeping, I'm hitting REM sleep like a lot. REM, REM, REM. Yeah. REM, REM. <laughs> I think, I think it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rapid eye movement sleep. That is what I am hitting. Um, and with the frequency, if I'm sleeping from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., there's there's a lot of you know cycles that I'm hitting throughout that. And my dreams have been very colorful this week, but it 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 comes and it goes for me. There are times when I have very vivid dreams, and there's times when you know it's very monotone, just similar to what you said. Yeah, the the variation of different like. Um... I guess intensity of dreams is something still that's not really well known. Um, but dreaming has, has been associated with building memories, which I think is kind of cool. There are some studies that have been done um, that kind of show that it might be a way of us kind of piecing together parts of our life to solidify that memory, um, as well as processing emotions, which you mentioned earlier. Um, but also some people think that some dreams can just be random and have absolutely no meaning at all and are just a byproduct of our subconscious mind in that deep sleep, so. Yeah, I think that it can be any of these, like at any given time. Certain dreams are for processing your day and working through things. Certain dreams are more like insights and, and downloads. Like there have been times where I've dreamed about if not my day, somebody next to me's day and how that was going to happen. You know, there are some psychic insights you can get from your dream. But then again, there's also some dreams that have completely been nonsensical, did not mean anything. No relevance whatsoever. 
But yeah, I just I feel like there's a few different types of dreams and that we we all have them or at least most of us. Yeah, there's there's a lot of schools of thought and, you know, people in the spiritual and medical fit or metaphysical community that will. I'd say they very strongly believe that like every single dream we have has some like deep meaning and you got to think about the symbolism. And I don't know if one of my friends on Facebook follows our podcast. If she does, she's going to know I'm talking about her, but she often has (laughs) dreams about snakes. And she for some reason thinks that when she dreams about a snake, someone in her life is pregnant. So she'll always post about it. She'll be like, oh, there was a snake in my dream last night. Who's claiming it? You know, and that's just like an interpretation that she's made. And I think it's really cute and funny. Is there a lot of truth to it? Who really knows? I I think it's a, a pretty big jump to say that every single thing that we dream about has some sort of like deep meaning and we need to like really dig into that. But I'd say that it probably falls more in line with what we just talked about. Some of them have meaning, some of them don't. Um, I think it's all what you give it, you know, kind of like reading cards, you know, they can have no meaning, they can have a lot of meaning. Um, But we tend to dream, um, according to some research, about one to two hours per night, actually, which I found interesting because that's about usually what it, it, in a weird way, that's kind of what it feels like to me. Like you'd think I would have this like long six hour dream, but it usually only feels like a small blip of time and dreams can actually happen across any stage of sleep. Um, but it usually happens more in REM sleep. So, um, we can move right into the different types of dreams as well, because there are different types of dreams and there's different things that influence what we're going to be dreaming about. Ooh, yeah, let's move on into there. Okay. So the three like main types of dreaming are lucid dreaming, vivid dreaming, and then of course like you have nightmares. I threw that in there because that needs to be a category all on its own. Um lucid dreaming is apparently and I just learned that I didn't even know this until I was doing this research. The actual meaning of lucid dreaming means that you are aware that you are dreaming, that you are asleep and you are dreaming. And Mm -hmm. you just kind of roll with it, I guess. (laughs) Um, Whereas vivid dreaming is where it's just super realistic. You know, you feel like you're there. Everything's really bright and very vivid, obviously. Um, And then, of course, nightmares are, you know, we know we all know what nightmares are. Scary, scary, scary things. Um, But so, yeah, all this time I've used lucid and vivid dreams kind of interchangeably, not realizing there was such a stark difference there um really now, yeah i mean yeah because i thought vivid just vivid dream just meant like oh it was like really realistic and bright and i thought you know lucid was just kind of a step up from that <laughs> you know like <laughs> i didn't know so i'm learning something along with you guys today yeah i've always had uh, periods of vivid dreams like i've said before they they sort of alternate on intensity But even as a child, like I was always really familiar with lucid dreaming and my daughter has it too. Even, even down to, um, certain little quirks that we have in our dreams. Like when I have a nightmare, there's a nerve in my back that pinches and she has it too. So interesting. 
Yeah. And I, so there's little cues that I picked up along the way because my dreams are so vivid and intense. Like I said, not always, but often enough where I've developed a system. And I believe I mentioned it in our last episode, the Pisces episode, where when things are getting like real out of bounds and real crazy in my dreams, I will pinch myself. Now, if I feel it, I know I'm awake and this is just for life and that's very unfortunate. But if I don't (laughs) feel it, if I don't feel it, you know, then I know I can take control of this dream. So I've done it where, you know, I've always wanted to have the experience of flying. So I made made it, you know, to where my in my dream I was flying around and seeing everything that I wanted to see. So yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of fun experiences with lucid dreaming. It's one of my favorite practices. And I'm sure there's many other ways that people go about lucid dreaming. So if you're listening and this is something you have experience with, please let us know what you do. I'd be I'd be really curious. Yeah, I'm completely fascinated by that because I don't know that I've actually ever had a real lucid dream now that I know the definition of it because I've never taken control of my dreams before. Um, and it reminds me of this movie that recently came out. Hang on. I'm going to figure out the name of it. Okay. About dreaming. What was it? Slumberland. The name of the movie is Slumberland. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's essentially what he does. And the whole plot of the movie is that he was lucid dreaming and kept taking control of his dreams and he got so caught up in his dreams that he got stuck in the dream world and his human body became like this super boring drab guy who like sold doorknobs and his dream so spoiler alert was this yeah (laughs) sorry spoiler alert (laughs) um he gets stuck in this dream world as this like really cool like pirate dude like um And he would break into other people's dreams. And he had like this whole like tunnel system of traveling between dreams. And so I would recommend going and watching that, you know, after you listen to this episode, because it's just a really cool, sweet movie. Um, But it has a lot of interesting concepts that I'd never really thought about. So just wanted to mention that. I watched that movie solely for the fact that I was going to get to watch Jason Momoa for about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He's definitely pretty to look at. And yes, the, yes, he is. Like the costuming and stuff and the sets in this movie are actually really cool too. They go all out. Um, and I thought, and the storyline itself was just really sweet. It's kind of sad, spoiler alert again, but um, definitely well worth the watch. It was a really cute movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Not just the scenery, not just the scenery. (laughs) Now, there are some things that can influence what we dream. um, And a lot of this has to do with what we've experienced in our life, in our day. And quite often, believe it or not, whether you want to hear it or not, a lot of it has to do with what we have just experienced right before we go to bed. So I am one of those people that if I watch a scary movie, I'm going to flip on some cartoons real quick before I go to bed, (laughs) which sounds silly and childlike, but I don't want to have nightmares because I watched a scary movie (laughs) and I'll be damned if it doesn't happen almost every single time 
because that's mm -hmm. just how our brains work. It created an emotional reaction. We're going to try and process those emotions and those memories in our sleep. And yeah, so you can avoid nightmares by not watching scary movies or watching, you know, or just experiencing anything kind of scary um, or shocking, even like the news. Sometimes if you watch like really shocking news stuff or something really gory that can, that can affect your dreams in a negative way as well. Yeah. I've, I've had it a few times where I've had some very apocalyptic dreams based on watching the news right before. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny that you say that now it's kind of bringing to mind, like I had apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic type dreams a lot. Um, it started probably about five, six years ago and it carried through the pandemic. And I think a lot of it was like this, like, this is off subject for just real quick though. Like the rise in like conspiracy theories and then like the whole 2012 thing, I think kind of inspired that. And I, and I love those kinds of movies and shows, which probably didn't help. There was a lot of them that came out about 10 years ago. Um, but then with COVID and everything, you know, there was so like un so much uncertainty about the world. So many things were happening so fast. And I remember having so many dreams where like meteors hit or like volcanoes exploded or like aliens are like, you know, ravaging the earth and killing people or being like scary alien monster things, you know. And I'm like, why am I having these well. dreams? <laughs> Are you dreaming about aliens now? Because I feel like they're here. You know, I haven't had a creature dream like that in quite a while. But yeah, I do. I don't disagree with you there, I guess is, is what I'm saying, which might be a, <laughs> a topic for another episode that could be kind of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. All the news recently about the unidentified objects and stuff. I was just... Yeah, I was just watching the news this morning when they f they finally came out and said that, oh, the three other quote unquote UFOs we shot down were just weather balloons. They're just weather balloons. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's not impossible. And I, I'm not going to be the, fir like, the first person to be like, okay, that might be true. But also I was like, do you really expect us to believe like that's it? Like all of a sudden you became aware of all this multitude of weather balloons that were, that you never noticed before. Like, I just, I think that <laughs> we're going to shoot them all. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to shoot them down. It's like with all the technology we have and recording equipment, you can't tell that's a weather balloon, you know, like, I don't know if there's like a standard for weather balloons, but from what they were saying is that there's no record keeping for weathered balloons or there's no reporting for that. I know there's got to be record keeping, but they don't report it. And so they're just like floating around everywhere, just all willy nilly. And, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think that makes sense. I was, something's not adding up. I really, I have two theories. One of which is, you know, of course the, the alien invasion, which is, I don't know if it's fun, but but it's fun to think about, but it's fun to joke about. Um, and then, of course, spy work. You know, I, I, I feel like there's probably more to it than uh, we are privy to right now. But I'm pretty sure it'll come down the pipeline eventually. Eventually. We'll see if it's aliens or 
<sighs> something more how do I say warlike? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be more scared that they were all Chinese spy balloons than aliens, personally. But <laughs> yeah, like China testing our defense systems to see where the loopholes are, which they obviously found. So, yay. <laughs> well, I want to talk about kind of some scientific things with dreaming real quick a bit more and then... If you'll take us into some symbolism and some meanings with Dream Charlotte. Okay. I don't have much to say on that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We really just thought this episode would be really fun. And it is. And there's so much like this could honestly be like a two or three parter with all the information I found. But this is going to be more of a just a concise look at, at dreams. So um, one of the things I, I read a lot about is that REM sleep. Um, it is very much a trigger for dreaming. Um, but one particular set of research I found um, thinks that REM sleep and dreaming helps our brain grow, which is sort of cool. It kind of helps with the elasticity. Neurologically, it kind of helps us again, like root memories in and that sort of thing. Um, another thing is that uh, recurrent patterns in dreams are usually concurrent with people's beliefs, patterns, and activities in real life. So if you're not happy with your dreams, or maybe you are, you know, there's things in your real life that inspire those that maybe you can work on. And this is where some of the meaning comes in, right? But when we dream about things that don't correspond with real life, it's said that this is where you can really look at the meaning too, because it can be like dreaming about a snake and now my friend's pregnant. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, like, why did I dream about a snake? I don't own a snake. I didn't watch anything about a snake. Those are the times where you might want to go, huh, why did I dream about that? That's interesting. Now, another cool thing is that dream recall is very variable. Uh, most people can only recall one to two dreams per week. And usually if we don't start recalling our dream as soon as we wake up, you know, journaling it in some way or voice noting it in some way, it leaves us pretty quickly. So even if you do remember it when you wake up within 30 minutes to an hour, it's usually like gone. I wanted to add a side note here. And for dream recall, there is a way that you can increase the amount of dreams that you are able to recall. Now you can do this by when you first wake up having a dream journal there or, or just any journal. It really doesn't matter. It could also be the notepad in your phone. And what you want to do is write down every single detail that you can recall. Now, this doesn't have to be in full sentences. This could be just like red bird, you know, and as you start to write this down, uh, you'll remember more. It'll jog your memory. Then you can unlock your dreams and you can even progress further back into your dreams because often you mentioned earlier that there's about two hours that we dream. Well, those are not all the same dream. You, you switch within dreams so it's not you know I had it's not like a full movie you know it's not a beginning and end oftentimes it's it's going in a different direction so you can work your way back and the more often you do this the better you become at recalling your dreams and really being able 
to then analyze your dreams. So in case you see a snake and your best friend gets pregnant, you know, you'll be able to to make those connections. <laughs> yeah, and actually that segues perfectly into what I wanted to mention next. See, when you're able to recall like that more effectively, this can help you creatively as well. So one of the sets of research that I was looking at is that dreams can boost our creativity. So when you're, when you're able to remember what you're dreaming, this can help you with writing, uh, you know, with art, whatever it is, however you want to express yourself. I, I think it would be really cool to like take a certain amount of time and like, like you said, try to remember everything you can about your dreams and then like write a book about it or a short story or something and just write nothing but stories about your dreams and just see what happens and even see if they all have a theme or if they're related, you know, like I think that would be a cool study. I have a side note to this that I'll add in after you have finished this. Now, like I said earlier, I don't have much to say on symbolism, but I'll, I'll drop a few ideas there. But um, remind me after this, and I do have some things to say about that. Well, the only other thing I wanted to mention, and, and we've covered this in a previous episode, is sleep paralysis. But I found some really interesting um, scientific explanations for sleep paralysis. And I, I want to start off by saying, I want to position this in a way that I think this can go either way. You know, is sleep paralysis just a brain thing, a physical brain thing? Or is it actually more than that? And science just can't admit that yet. So I'm going to leave that up to you guys. But there's a part of our brain that actually paralyzes our body when we sleep so that we're not like moving around and acting crazy when we're dreaming, right? So like say you're having like a boxing dream. You don't want to be like punching and kicking and, you know, fall off the bed or hurt someone, which still does happen. And that's probably when that you're either overriding the, the paralysis or it's just not working as well for you. Um, but there's a lot of, 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 there's a big, big theory around the idea that Sleep paralysis is just when you are waking up, your brain is waking up, but your body is still paralyzed. Your brain is still telling your body to be paralyzed. Now, my question to this was, why do we see such scary imagery then? And why does it all seem to be the same if that's just it, you know? And the explanation for that was that it's your body's way of trying to jolt you awake. Basically your body, your brain present presents you with some scary, wacky imagery to be like, Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, we got to get out of this paralysis thing, which I guess makes sense. Um, but to me, it's still sort of like the, the weather balloon thing. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit fishy. If you ask me, you know, um, the fact that we all kind of see the same thing that they even mentioned, they even mentioned that it's a dark figure in the hallway in the doorway at the foot of your bed, a demon sitting on your chest. It's like, okay, if yeah. we're all saying the same things, what if we all dream depending on the circumstances in our lives, our experiences, everything about our dreams are different, but this thing is the same. Uh, I don't know about that. 
I agree with you. And, you know, this would be sort of where I think Young's collective unconscious comes in. You know, we are all seeing the same things. They call them shadow people for fuck's sake. Like, we, you know, when an individual experiences sleep paralysis, it's largely the same thing. You know, I I find that, that a bit peculiar, if you ask me. Yeah. And just to wrap up this section, one of the, like... One of the funniest things I read, most comical things I read that completely ties into what we were just talking about is that this this particular research, they said, could explain alien abductions. So they're saying that even like um, not even but sorry, I'm like words are hard this morning. I don't I don't know what's going on with that. (laughs) But fair. Alien abductions only seem to happen at night when people are sleeping and they talk about being injected with something. So they're paralyzed and they can't move. They can't talk, but they're still aware of everything. And so I believe that researchers, you know, scientists are trying to explain away alien abductions with this whole sleep paralysis thing, you know, and again, it's like, okay, well, in theory, that makes sense, but it's very laughable at the same time. It it is entertaining. I can I could see where they they'd make that jump, um, because for me personally, that would mean that I've been abducted by aliens an awful lot, an awful lot in all these years, and I don't know that I'm willing to accept that yet. So, <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes both ways. So it kind of goes like, okay, well then, oh my gosh, have I been abducted by aliens? But then it also takes away the credibility from people who have said that they've been abducted by aliens. So there's two, yeah, two, four, yeah, two groups yeah. of people here <laughs> that can be shocked or offended. <laughs> well, you know, I've always just been of the impression that aliens absolutely exist. Like that, there, there's nothing to debate there. To think that we're alone in. in in this universe, just period. I I don't know that that thought process never made sense to me. Now I don't I don't really know what my opinion is on alien abduction. I I do have to wonder if they would find us that interesting. I don't I don't know. I know. <laughs> Are we intriguing? Right, right. <laughs> well, and again, it goes back to like why would like sleep paralysis, why would all these alien abduction dreams, you know, experiences seem to be sort of the same thing? You know, granted, there's a lot of material out there now. So someone could read it and just recite what they're reading. Or it could be that they've read it or watched a movie and now their brain is interpreting it like that in a dream. I'd love to know what our listeners think about this. You know, is sleep paralysis just a brain thing? Our brain's not working right? Um, Or is it, you know, a demon visiting us in our sleep? Um, you know, and are alien abductions, <laughs> you know, or is it just sleep paralysis? So you should definitely hit us up on our Instagram, DM us, make a comment on one of our graphics uh, this week. Uh, let us know what you think about that. Now, before symbolism, this portion of the episode is going to be pretty small, um, but that's just because for me personally, the way that I view symbolism is on a case by case basis. This is very individualistic, like with uh, Jamie's friend and seeing that snake and 
realizing that that connects to you know people around her becoming pregnant or him i don't i don't either way that person <laughs> it's a hurt um, yeah okay all right uh, but noticing this symbolism within yourself within your own dreams is sort of the key to reading your dreams because the way that I interpret something is going to be different from the way that somebody else interprets something. I did find it funny when you mentioned that, that snakes are some, a symbol that I see pretty often. I haven't connected it to pregnancy. They're typically considered symbolic for transformation. So I could actually really see that very easily. But you know, to take this snake example a little further, when I see a snake in my dream, I actually love snakes. But if this other person, you know, is absolutely terrified of snakes and they see it in their dream, that's going to have an entirely different meaning, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. not going to be very subjective. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really have, you know, a one size fits all there. I do recommend keeping a dream journal and jotting down everything that you see. Now, we mentioned earlier in this episode that not every dream has a meaning, but to me, if you are wanting to explore that meaning further, like if you've got something and it's just so off the wall that it's stuck with you, there very well could be a reason that, you know, that key component is in there um, and sticking out in your mind. So this could be an indication that you need to figure out not what the symbol means specifically, but what that means to you. Some of the ways that you could do this is by asking yourself questions like, has this appeared in my history? Do I have any preconceived notion about what I've seen? Uh, are there any connections there, you know, historically in my past that I can apply to this and, and make sense of it? Now, I pretty much drive journaling home no matter what. <laughs> so a dream journal is no exception. But by keeping this, you can, you know, formulate your own interpretations, you would be able to have a record of things that you've dreamed and common symbolism for you. And you could use this to start divining messages through your dreams. Now, as we mentioned earlier, there are some dreams that are more vivid, and they will stick out to you. Of the same token, you know, when we were going over types of dreams, I do believe that there are dreams where somebody is trying to communicate with you. Like this could be a lost loved one. This could even be somebody who is still alive. I do believe that there is an unconscious collective and that we do interact on the dream realm because that, that's what it is to me. It is it's an entirely accessible realm for us. To me, the dream realm is just an extension of our reality. I mean, an alter reality, but but nonetheless. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting perspective to take on it. A really fun one is that our dreams are not just something that happens or something like separate from us. It's, it's really a part of who we are. And it's like we exist in this world when we sleep. I personally think that it's very deep like that. Um, a lot of people probably just write them off and that's fine. You're entitled to that. But I, I personally think that we do a lot of work subconsciously in our dreams and um, it's, it's, it's good and fun to pay attention to them and, 
you know, I've had so many kinds of dreams that I don't really think meant anything. And I've had a lot here recently that I'm like, well, I'm not really sure what that means. And again, it's subjective. There's <laughs> yeah. so many ways that I can look at these things that are happening in my dreams. And I don't really know what to think of it. So just becoming just or just being aware of it and in the, the themes and, and how it can pop up in our life, um, you know, and and. I've had some like prophetic dreams lately, you know, like dreaming about something and then it pops up in my life. And um, that's a whole other <laughs> like avenue because that's you're dreaming about something that hasn't happened yet, which is not something we're touching on this episode. Like, I think we could go deeper in another episode with that, but that is something you definitely should pay attention to. I know like my son has a lot of dreams like that where he'll be like, Oh my gosh, I dreamed about that the other day when something happens, you know, and I, I love it every time. I'm like, that's so awesome. I'm like, always pay attention to your dreams, you know, and tell me if something yeah. really crazy is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few times for me where I've dreamed of something that occurs later. Well, more than a few times. It's definitely been more than a handful, but normally they're they're really minuscule details. So I've not had anything too cool. Like uh, I had a coworker and we would share our dreams in the morning. Now this one particular morning, my dream was pretty mundane, but it ended up being her entire morning, like to the T. <laughs> and I was like, Weird. Oh. <laughs> I dreamed your day. Okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> That is wild. Yeah. I, I, there were a few obscure happenings to her that morning, but like that, that completely aligned with what I was saying. Um, but it became very evident that I had dreamed her morning. As we were talking about earlier, and I, I feel like this is probably the perfect time for this segue, um, we were talking about... Um, you know, dreaming, dreaming novels or dreaming book ideas or, you know, having using that as a space for creativity. <sighs> I don't even know if I can admit this one on air. Um, <laughs> I know what she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord. Okay. So this, this weekend, as I've already mentioned, my dreams have been intense. They've been really freaking crazy. So side note, I should probably preface this with the fact that I release two articles a week for Patheos, which means I have to sort of constantly come up with ideas. And sometimes that well runs dry. I don't have the inspiration that I need. So for whatever reason, this week, I woke up. And of course, first thing I do once I did wake up is message Jamie. And she just gets the text message. I had a dream that I boned Stephen King. I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> I, and I, I just want to say that I have no attraction to this author. There was nothing there. Um, I don't even read a lot of his books. I do respect his work. I read him a lot as a teenager and, you know, in middle school. Um, but he's not somebody I think of very often. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to recognize him in my dream, but, but I realized later, like piecing this together, that I just needed inspiration. And I was looking to the master of horror to supply me with that, 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 
information, that information. So <laughs> yeah, he's a great storyteller. So I mean, the timing was perfect. And I, that has got to be one of the, the best dream stories I've ever heard, because <laughs> not only funny, but shocking, and also actually appropriate, and probably, hopefully helpful. <laughs> You know, it was, it was, I, I ended up figuring out what the topic was going to be for this week's article. And, you know, I guess I have Stephen King to thank for that. Um, yes. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> for in, in, involuntarily <laughs> giving me an idea or who knows, maybe he dreamed about a beautiful brunette lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm creeping in his dreams, too. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Um, another side note uh, before I move on to what I did want to interject here um, was I've had I've actually joined my husband's dream before. I don't believe we've ever shared this one on an episode, but I know Jamie knows the story. So yeah. if we have, if we have shared this story, you know, I apologize, but I, I do want to drop it in here. One morning, me and my husband woke up and you know how on occasion you have those dreams where, you know, your husband or your boyfriend is cheating on you. That happened during this dream. But the thing was, he had been having the same dream. He had a, I don't even know if like, if I was actually a a part of this reality. I don't know if he was married to me or I think we were just dating at this point. Um, but he had a nice date with a blonde girl. And as we woke up that morning and we were sharing little key details, it became pretty apparent that we had had the same dream. But not only that, for me, I was standing on the outside of the dream. Like I was yelling at him because I was fully in a relationship, even in my dream. And I realized what he was doing was inappropriate. So I'm yelling at him, but they don't see me. So I was like on the outskirts of this dream. It was pretty crazy. But even the way that it unfolded, I was like, yeah, it was some blonde girl. And we were down in Miami and we were here, here and here. And like through those small details, like he was like, yeah, this is where we were. And I was like, Holy shit, that's really cool. But <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> I'll hop in your dreams if you're thinking about cheating on right? me, okay? Yeah, how dare you cheat on me? Dreams. <laughs> exactly. I just, I'll join you. <laughs> One of us with a black eye and it's not going to be me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but all that to say, what I really wanted to tackle here was there are actually brilliant moments historically where people have dreamed things. And I came across this as I was trying to do my best to interpret my Stephen King dream. Um, but, but plenty of people have had downloads, you know, in their slumber. So I came across this article. So James Cameron actually dreamed the concept of Terminator. Wow, I did not know that. Yes, um, it, it is, was said that he was fighting a fever. He had a 102 degree fever when he had a vision of a robot dragging itself along the floor with a knife. 
And this became the Terminator that we know today. Wow. That's pretty cool. Fever dream. (laughs) Yes, a legit fever dream. But he's not the only one. Paul McCartney dreamed the tune to the song Yesterday. Mary Shelley dreamed Frankenstein. Hmm. Stephanie Meyer had a dream that became Twilight. So there are a lot of times where really insightful things come through us, you know, we via our dreams. Another thing that I thought the one that really, really blew my mind was that the periodic table originated from a dream. No shit. No shit. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm going to butcher Crazy. his name, but D- Dimitri Mendeleev, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry. Um, I believe I failed this portion of science. Uh, <laughs> the portion that requires me to remember his name. I, I didn't keep it. But um, he was on a, it said that he was on a three-day work bender when he took a, a little cat nap like a very short nap and he dreamed of this arrangement of the elements and it would become the periodic table that we know today and evidently there was only one place that needed a correction later so he drained the whole periodic table in its entirety which is freaking fascinating to me that is really incredible and opens up like a whole new world of possible research right so like how did he come up with that why was he given that who gave him that you know like there's no way that can just be random you know that much information being given to you accurately like that's not an accident you know no no it's not and this wasn't it the double helix was originated from a dream too so the dna structure was uh, I don't want to call it a pipe dream, <laughs> was a, another <laughs> scientific discovery that came through via a dream. And I Wasn't actually do. Acid? I use, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that he wasn't. But <laughs> Pretty sure. I'm also not going to say. I mean, the insights that come through on both of these drugs, not that I'm recommending them or even saying that I've taken them, but I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> you can find out some things through through these methods. You know, let's see. Was he on mushrooms? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was something. I'm pretty sure he was on something. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe that was just like some crazy shit that I read. Um, uh, I... <clears throat> Now, the the article that I read said that he dreamed of two intertwining serpents with heads at opposite ends, which became the structure of the double helix that we know today. Now, whether or not he was on acid or mushrooms, I'm not sure, and I'm not going to discredit that. It would make sense to me, like perfect sense, really, if I'm being (laughs) 100% honest. Nobel Prize genius Crick was high on LSD when he discovered, was that his name? Let me see if this is the I've got right. Dr. James Watson. Bet. Okay, because this says Frank, Francis Crick, the Nobel Prize winning father of modern genetics, was under the influence of LSD when he first deduced the double helix structure of DNA 
nearly 50 years ago, and this was written in 2004. So Crick had a partner, an American named James Watson, and apparently they celebrated this together. So they probably conveniently left him out of a lot of materials because he was high on LSD, I would bet. (laughs) (laughs) We want no part of this. (laughs) And that's a whole further... I was just gonna say that's a whole other topic as well is is lucid dreaming vivid dreaming went on shrooms and lsd but carry on (laughs) yes i was gonna say that there was one other person mentioned in this article for things that come to them through dreams and it was the script of misery by stephen king he was the last (laughs) one included on this list (laughs) i just got goosebumps sir (laughs) wow yeah, hello there. Yes. <laughs> Again. Hi. Nice to see you. What's up? I'm here often. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've seen you here before. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's wild. That's wild. Well, I I personally have had a crazy amount of, of dreams throughout the years. And like I mentioned earlier in the episode, some of the most memorable ones were my apocalyptic type dreams. And one that stands out to me the most, and I was trying to figure out um, which movie it is. And if you're a star Wars fan, I'm so sorry that I don't just know this, but there was a star Wars movie that came out. I want to say, I want to say it was 2017. Um, But it was the, the one where they like go to this planet and they're like on this island. It's like s- surrounded by water. There's this big like tower in the middle. It's very futuristic. Obviously they all are, but um, a meteor hits like the planet and they're standing on the beach and just watching it come and hit them. Right. Well, before that movie came out, I had a very futuristic dream like this um i was in a very space age looking like house i guess like dwelling and, and that's what i think star about wars? it yeah it was it was it coincided with the star wars movie but i dreamed about it before the movie even came out publicly it wasn't 2019 i know that i think it was either the force awakens <laughs> or the last jedi but either way I'm asking. okay go ahead and ask because it's the the new girl. What's the new girl's name? Ray. 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 It was Ray and someone else standing like on the edge of this body of water, just like watching this like Rogue ball One. of fire. Rogue One. Yes. It was Rogue- our resident Star Wars nerd. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rogue One came out in 2016. So I was one year off. So. I want to say it was a few months before that movie came out. I had this dream that I was living in this like dwelling that was very, very kind of Star Wars like, you know, how it's like rounded corners, like metal rounded corners. It wasn't everything like straight corners. Everything was sort of rounded. And there was like a little TV on one wall. And next to that was this big picture window with no panes. It was just this giant window. And it was kind of looking out over a scene sort of like that. Like the sun was going down. It was kind of crazy. Um, And we're watching news on the TV. And 
they're following this meteor that's about to hit. And I'm sitting with a significant other. Now, I don't remember who that person was or if it was even who I was with at the time. I don't think it was. It was just I knew it was someone that I was partnered with. And I remember we both got up and walked over to the window when they were showing it on the news kind of about to hit the earth. We walked over to the window and we had like we were holding hands and we're watching this hit in the distance. Right. And the wave starting to come. And I remember just we hugged, you know, like a last goodbye sort of thing. And then, you know, the whole meteor took everything out, like the blast of it. And that dream freaked me out so much because it was so vivid. It wasn't lucid. Like I didn't know I was dreaming, obviously, because it scared the shit out of me. Um, but I remember think like being kind of scared of a of an apocalyptic event for a while after that. And then when I watched Rogue One, I was like, you can't see my face right now, but my mouth dropped and I was like, oh, my God, did I just because <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. But then like. How did I know what the movie was going to be and why would I dream a Star Wars movie? I don't know. Right? (laughs) That was one of the most bizarre experiences I've had, I think, with dreams. Yeah. I've actually, I've had a very similar one where where it's a meteor that that comes down and, and I am aware in the moment that there's nothing I can do to stop it or change it and... You know, you just got to embrace the suck there. So fortunately, I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knows why we have those kinds of dreams. I think perhaps it's just subconscious fears, you know, playing out, um, you know, because anything can happen at any time, especially now with all this weather balloon stuff. And, you know, I'm really doubling down on my homesteading efforts here. We're about to get chickens, you know, and I was having a conversation. Are you the other day? Yeah, I am. I'm so excited. I've been like doing all this research and I can't wait. We're going to get them as chicks and going to raise them. So we'll definitely have to do an episode on that. Maybe like raising chickens eventually once I've got that down. But, um, but I was talking to someone about how, how important it is to just know, know how to live because you just never know what's going to happen. And I think that theme kind of comes up for me a lot because I just don't trust the system and I don't trust our enemies, especially these past (laughs) few weeks with China doing their thing. I mean, you know, it's well known that an EMP is super easy to, to carry out and would literally knock out anything that runs electronically, you know, and, and who knows who would be brave enough to try something like that. Russia and Hmm. China. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of the two, one of the two. We'll see something here soon. Hmm. But yeah, that's a, I could go on and on and on about all the dreams I've had, but that's, I think, the most exciting one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just wanted to take this episode to discuss dreams. You know, as this airs, we're going to be right smack dab in the middle of Pisces season. So we wanted to 
just take this opportunity and discuss a few of the reasons we dream, a few of the ways we dream, and a few random facts uh, regarding dreams that you know we just thought were really interesting and we wanted to share with you and to have the opportunity to talk about it. Of course, we're going to be releasing graphics on this, and we definitely want to hear your craziest dreams, your experiences with lucid dreams, anything really in that realm, you know, go ahead and let us know. We see all your messages and we, we love hearing from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please take the time to rate us over at Spotify or Apple podcast. Also, I have an article up on my Patheos column that sort of covers a lot of what we talked about here. As always, it's not exact, but it does correlate with this episode. The article title is Dreams, Inner Working of the Unconscious Mind, and you can find that at my Patheos column, which we will link in the stories when this episode goes live. If you would like for us to expand on anything that you heard in this episode as well, there's so many different things that we touched on that we could really go into more depth about, please let us know that as well. And yeah, make sure you're following our personal pages as well, because uh, like Charlotte has mentioned before, her book is on pre-order now. So make sure you definitely hop over there and get a copy of her book at Eclectic Charge. And you can follow me at Jamie Amanda Official, J-A-I-M-E. I don't have as much going on right now with it being springtime and me doing a lot of personal work. We've got a lot going on in the garden. So I will be sharing about that in my stories, which is kind of fun for me. <laughs> it might be fun for you. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get the chickens. I'll definitely share about that. <laughs> right. I'll buy eggs. I'll buy eggs. <laughs> You got it. We have plans. We do. We have plans. That is amazing. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out.